This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo. We're back for another episode of The Snake Pit. And you know who this man is right beside me. That is the Hall of Famer, the pop culture icon, master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing, my friend? Oh, man, I'm flying high today, brother. Flying high. That's Yeah, I'm... buddy. <laughs> that's, feeling that's a, good. That's a good place to be as we're recording this here feeling on a good. Tuesday. Um, but we're about to be feeling good here on the podcast, man. Today, it's our 12th edition of Ask Jake Anything. And oh, as yeah. always, dude, I know. And as always, your fans, every time they deliver excellent questions, uh, we will do everything we can to ask as many as possible. But if we miss yours, don't worry. We'll roll them over into the next episode. Um, before we watch, though, Jake, I wanted to tell you and our listeners about how I get to pick the brain of your friend and your fellow WWE Hall of Famer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Every, oh, boy. Oh, I love Jim Duggan. And I talk to him every other week on the Hacksaw Hour on ad-free shows. And on the latest episode, Jim talked about cutting his teeth in the business at a place I know you're familiar with, the Dallas Sportatorium. Let's take a oh, listen. Yeah. I came down to the sportatorium. I am like, Jesus, not really what I expected. You know, it's kind of a rough looking building, all pen and everything. And went in Fritz's office and had all the pictures of all the guys and the posters. And he sent me down and uh, uh, hit the ropes with David Manning and Gary Hart gave me my first pair of trunks. And uh, he gave me the gift of pro wrestling. I mean, where I think he got a lot of heat because a lot of guys are like, why is this football? It's like it is nowadays. Why is this football player in here? And he doesn't even know the business. You know, I never watched wrestling. I wasn't a wrestling fan. I mean, it was a, a huge gift. And that's why it took me so long to learn. <laughs> it took me a, a while to learn the business, but uh, I came around. But I'll always be in debt to Fritz von Ehren. I've got a hell of a rib coming on him. Do you really? Oh yeah. What's going on there? Well, I, we went we went up to um, Detroit to do this signing, and he's there next week. So of course, in the windows of the store, they got a picture of him, you know, doing the ho, you know. Yep. A big one, a big picture, and somehow. Somebody talked uh, somebody into uh, putting a bra on him <laughs> and, and, and leaving it up there. <laughs> so whenever he drives into the store, he's going to see that fucking thing, man. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, a red lace bra. 
I cannot. Where'd you get the bra? No, That's they just, they question. did it by the magic of fucking computers and shit. Okay. Oh, I cannot wait to ask him about that next time we talk. That's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was talking about the sportatorium there. If I'm not mistaken, weren't you once uh, almost shot in the sportatorium? Yeah, I sure was, man. I was wrestling Sting. That's right. It was and, during your WCW uh, time. Yeah. Yeah, some guy stood up about nine rows back. Pow, pow, pow. Holy shit. I'm so lucky he was a bad shot, man. I guess so you were doing lucky. something right, you know? Yeah. That kind of reaction. Yeah, yeah I had he. That was never a problem. Well, we're going to be talking about Halloween Havoc here down the road. Uh, but, guys, in the meantime, Ad Free Shows has the Hacks Hour with Jim Duggan, the book with David Crockett, Monday Mailbag with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick, Tuesday with the Taskmaster with Kevin Sullivan and more. Join up now and do it with this special offer. New subscribers save 20% off their first month by going to adfree20.com. That's 20% off month one right now at adfree20.com. All right, Jake, we've got a bunch of questions. You ready to roll, my friend? Let's do it. Let's get it. Husker Green is up first, and uh, they ask, who is the best in-ring worker Jake ever got to work with? Anybody stick out? Oh, man. Ronnie Garvin. Wow. All right. That was a quick answer. Yeah, Ronnie Garvin. What is it about Ronnie that you think uh, makes him so special? <sighs> he, he gets it. He, you know, he truly gets it. He understands the ins and outs of the duck's ass, man. He's, he's got it all. And he's so believable. And uh, being in the ring with him, and we never had to talk about anything. We just went out there and did shit. Wow. You know, and uh, we had a blast doing it. And we beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> you know? Uh, I often tell the story about beating up Ronnie and watching him sell. And I can always tell when he's getting ready to make his comeback because his nipples would get hard. <laughs> that was the truth. That was you start the truth. preparing yourself for the beat. Yeah, man. I, I looked down at him and the nipples weren't hard. I thought I'd kick him some more. So I'd kick him three <laughs> or four more times, punch him, turn around and look. Nope, not yet. Bang, bang, bang. And then all of a sudden I turn around and I see him getting hard and he gets the chill bumps because he gets chill bumps too. And I just knew right then, brother, all hell is fixing to break loose. And he Ooh. would get up and stomp the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, I guess his nipples getting harder better than it's better than him getting hard elsewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what kind of bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted it? Like, come on, man, that'd be good. Yeah, it gotta hurt my feelings. <laughs> Uh, Martin Coates is up next with a pretty good question here. And un unrelated to wrestling, and pick one, but the other two are gone forever. The Godfather, Scarface, or the Goodfellas? Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. That's a hell of a movie, dude. Hard to beat. You've got the violence. You've got the storytelling. It's man. Uh, that's that's a great one. Yeah. Now I'll throw another one your way, Jake. Uh, are you more of an Al Pacino guy or a Robert De Niro guy? I like Pacino. Yeah. I think so, too. I like Robert De Niro, but, man, Pacino has yeah. intensity. Yeah, uh, he's, next, he's got something special with Next up, we've got Noah Freehold, who asks, we know you invented the DDT, but did you ever create any other moves? 
short arm clothesline. Okay. Nobody ever did that before you. No. Wow. All right. And do you remember the circumstances, how you came up with that? Just fucking around. Just in there and goofing around and you come up with an awesome Goofing around. Come up with a short arm clothesline. You know, the way I did, the way I do it, you got to count the whole move, you know. Okay. Spinning under with the arm, taking the hand, pushing the guy backwards, then pulling him into it. It's all, all one piece. Now, I know that you hit your first DDT on Len Denton. Do you remember who you hit your first short arm clothesline no, on? No, I don't. I sure don't, man. Uh, it's sure it's don't. awesome. And what a great setup for the DDT. Yeah. Um, James Benning is up next. Uh, aside from Warrior, was there anyone in wrestling that you absolutely could not stand? Vader. Vader. Yeah. Yeah, he broke my sternum twice. Yep. That's a pretty good reason to not like somebody. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that. Did you and he ever have any words backstage or just kind of, all right, fuck this guy after that moment? <laughs> I told you, this is this fucking is. You don't get no more chances. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I, I would say breaking your sternum once is probably enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed, Ed Fossler is next. Do you have any Dino Bravo stories? And did you know that he was involved in the criminal underworld at all? Well, I didn't know about all that. I'd heard rumors. Yeah. But uh, when we were wrestling up there, but uh, obviously he was in deep, real deep. How did you react when you found out that he had been like assassinated? It's a strong ass message, man. That's you made a mistake somewhere along the line. If if motherfuckers are trying to assassinate you, yeah. My yeah, God. He's- he fucked up big time. Uh, did you have any kind of relationship with Dino? Any good no, stories? No, I sure didn't. Uh, not around him much at all, man. It's funny because, you know, uh, I actually got a similar question. Somebody asking about Dino Bravo on the Hacksaw or with Jim. And Jim kind of said the same thing. He was like, I didn't dislike him. I just didn't really know the guy. Yeah. W- was he like one of those guys just show up, do his job, leave? Not much socialization? Uh, he's French. Ah, okay. So... Yeah. He was hanging around uh, the other guys, like yeah. the other French Canadians. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, Dino's story was on Dark Side, and here's another related question with Dark Side of the Ring. Aaron Gerber asks, Bruce Pritchard recently had strong words for the Dark Side of the Ring people and said that they were ignoring the truth for the sake of ratings. Have you had uh, good experiences with them? I've had great experiences with them, man. Uh, I have no issues at all with them. Sorry, Bruce feels that way. Kind of makes me wonder what he's thinking about. Yeah, it's, I, I can't remember the specific instance that Bruce is talking about, but I do remember reading that Bruce said, like, yeah, they, they, I'll give them the truth and they'll ignore it. Like, they just won't put it in there if it doesn't flow with the story that they're trying to tell. So I don't know. It's, I can't speak for it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, your experiences have been good, though. They haven't cut out too much of your stuff. Not too much. Okay. Uh, Tim Olson is next. What part of your career do you think you were in your physical prime and delivering your best matches? Oh, my gosh. Probably 91. Okay. So that is post-neck surgery. Uh, you think you yeah. were putting in your best work right then and there? Yeah. 
Wow. All right. I thought for sure you were going to say like 85, 84, somewhere in that. Well, I, yeah, but I wasn't in my best physical shape back then. Gotcha. Okay. 91, I got buff. Yes. Yeah. You were looking. I got, uh, I got I, jacked up. When you came back from neck surgery, I, I remember thinking, all right, he's looking pretty big there. Yeah. Good times. Carrie Buell asks, hey, guys, I love the Mid-South episodes. Wondering how Jake felt about the Barbarian coming to the WWF as the Berserker. Oh, it was great to see him. Are you kidding? And then when I find out he's with Mr. Fuji, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. That's a hell of a combo. Yeah, man. I just, I just tried to keep away. <laughs> you know? I love John to death, man, but uh whew. now are you trying to keep away because Fuji's such a notorious ribber or because of uh, both uh, other stuff? Both. I don't want to see the ribbon that Fuji's gonna do. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see the finished product <laughs> that Fuji turns loose on the world. <laughs> It'd be like giving Godzilla to Fuji. Oh my god, yeah. With that man, an absolute nut. Yeah. So, uh, what about the gimmick, though, Jake? What do you think of the Berserker? I mean, it's a silly name. Yeah, it's. I mean, and having the helmet with horns and stuff, yeah. it's like I don't know. You look at a guy like John Norton; he's so huge and in such great shape, and it's like, yeah, I feel like we could have probably done better for him, right? Yeah, yeah, should have been, could have been, but didn't. Yeah, as I mean, he looks like a Hulk Hogan opponent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a monster. Wade Reed is up next. What happened between you and Ivana Trump at WrestleMania 4? <laughs> Accidents happen, man. <laughs> Basically, you know, at, at 4, it was a thing with me and Rude doing the 20-minute Broadway. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was cruel punishment, man. That was cruel. But anyway... During the whole match, she's sitting ringside, and she's not even watching the match. She's got her head turned, her legs turned. You know, Don was right there beside her. He's all into it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so at the end of the match, I slid out of the ring on her side, and I grabbed the snake, and when I grabbed the snake, I just swung it. And by accident... <coughs> The snake slapped her across her, her breast <laughs> and she fell backwards in her chair and spilled her drink all over herself, you know, and, and Donald went running up the aisle. He took off running. Left her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rumor has it. She tried to pay uh, a couple of her security guards to come up and teach me a lesson. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! And Donald told me that shit. So I was gonna—that was gonna be my next question. If you had much interaction with Donald Trump while you were there? Oh yeah, I have. Like over the years, even beyond over that? the years, yeah. Really? Uh, like where are you yeah. bumping into him? Different places. Okay. You know, in Vegas and uh, Atlantic City, you know, different places, and we had a. A good relationship. We had a fun relationship. And uh, yeah, all good, man. 
How about that? Future president of the United States and Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you the good story sometime. Oh, there's a good story with Donald oh, Trump. Oh yes. Oh yes. Is it a podcast story or just a Jake and Marcus story? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a Jake and Marcus story. All right. Next time I see it, we'll we'll catch All up right. on it because I'm interested. Okay, everybody, let's take a quick minute to discuss one of my favorite partners. We're talking about AG1 and how they have truly transformed my life with their daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I used to start every day taking a bunch of multivitamins or how about worse, mixing a healthy shake. The vitamins were expensive and annoying and to, to get the shake right, you've got to go shopping. You've got to get every single ingredient and then you've got to clean the blender. You've got to take the blender apart and clean the blades and it's such a pain in the butt. It takes up so much time. Nearly a year ago, I started drinking AG1 every day because I was fed up with that morning routine and it is truly a game changer for me. Now I have a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every single day. I wanted more energy. I wanted to make sure that my immune system was well supported, especially with my young daughter in daycare bringing home germs every day. I also wanted better gut health and I wanted a simple solution to incorporate in my daily routine that I enjoyed the taste of. AG1 checked every single box. Here's the best part for me, guys. It's easy. My schedule is very full every single day, and AG1 made life easy by providing 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. I drink it, and I'm done. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. I know what your next question must be. How much does it cost? That's always my next question. Well, how about less than $3 a day? Break the habit of going to Starbucks or going to the gas station and getting a coffee and a breakfast and a bunch of calories that you don't need. Spend less money and get a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients instead with AG1. Now that is a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash snake. That's drinkag1.com slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out, guys. I can guarantee you will not regret it. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Um, Jason Bayless asks, Sid has said in interviews that he was supposed to be the one to take the infamous snake bite and not Randy, but he had to pull out of doing it due to tearing his bicep. Uh, Jake, is there any truth to that? 
I have no idea. Really? No idea. So, I mean, this question makes it sound like it was like this premeditated, long, long time calculated yeah. thing. When did you find out that uh, Randy was getting bit by a snake? That day. Okay. Now, did you come up with it or did somebody come no. to you and say, hey, he's getting no. bit? No. Wow. All right. So, is it, I don't know if we can call bullshit or not on that one, Jason. Next up, we've got Shane Goda, who asks, what did you think of Ken Patera? Do you have any good stories? No, not the, just the fact that he's, he was a phenomenal athlete, but Olympian, man. I mean, good God, give it a break. He was I, wish I, I wasn't around him except at the WWF, and he, he wasn't there that long. So, so no real stories. You just kind of no. knew of him and of his reputation. Yeah. Do you ever hear? You ever hear the thing about him uh, throwing a rock through a, a McDonald's? McDonald's yeah. yeah. Went to like prison. Yeah. Uh, probably not a dude you want to fuck with in prison. It would be a Ken Patera. Yeah, I, I would think not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got our pal Yambag Jones, and oh boy, a silly one here. If Jake and Marcus. Had to have a tag team name and finisher. What would they be? <laughs> the dumb fucks. <laughs> I think our finisher would be not the go to sleep. It would be the take a nap. Take a nap. There yep. you go. <laughs> that would be a. I mean, just go take a nap. That would be the end of the match. That is such a ridiculous question. <laughs> well, it's you know I'm, I'd probably make a good tag team partner for you, Jake. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Grim Riper. I don't know. Grim Reaper. Well, it's it's spelled R E I or R I E, so I don't know what this guy's got going on. Uh, but in any case, he asks, "What was the most satisfying DDT you ever hit?" Oh, Dark Journey. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. That fucking pop that night. That was incredible. Dude, unbelievable reaction. We covered it on a uh, past episode, folks. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. We watched a video of it, too. And, man, that crowd reaction is insane. Uh, Wayne Conway is next. What's your best Marty Jannetty story? Oh, boy. <sighs> <laughs> this covers a lot of ground, I'm sure. Oh, guys, come on. I don't want to go there. <laughs> You're trying to skip the Marty Jannetty story? Yeah, I can't do that, man. I mean, Marty party's hard. I'll just say that, you know, and... uh uh, I partied hard too at a time, but to get us both together, man, it was it wasn't a good thing, you know, because uh, we'd be going for days. Now I know that Marty and Sean would like trash hotel rooms like, oh, like yeah. rock stars. I, did yeah. you did you ever do that kind of thing when you were Fuck partying? No. Fuck no. Why? Like, what's the point? Why trash a hotel? Yeah. Room? Why do that, man? Yeah. All right, I won't I won't push too hard on a Marty story. Uh, next up, we've got a female listener. Uh, Jenny Ramsey asks, uh, Scott Hall once talked about the importance of commentary and selling talent and stories. Can you tell us about some of your relationships with commentators? Anyone you particularly liked or disliked? Well, your commentator can make you or break you. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, by saying small things and by saying big things. So just think about that for a moment. Uh, other than that, you know, they can make you too. Mm -hmm. They can uh, make you the second coming of Christ. They can do anything they want because they've got the power of that fucking microphone. And if you've got the microphone, you're the one with the power. Yep. You can make what they are looking at 
the biggest, baddest son of a bitch on the planet, or you can make that guy a whimpering fool by what you say. So, yeah, you better have a relationship. It is interesting. I, oh, go ahead. I never, I never nurtured a relationship, you know, with with one of the announcers or whatever. I just kind of like let you know, call it where it is. But I never had a problem with anybody either. It is interesting to think that you guys are the ones in the ring, kind of telling the story uh, visually, but really, like you know, a, a, an announcer. To your point, they can make yeah. you fantastic while yeah. you're out there, or they could completely bury you if they want to. Sing up the joint, man. Yep. Now, uh, do you think that there was any one announcer that told the Jake Roberts story the best? Oh, God, I don't know, man. I know you had a really high opinion of Gordon Soley. Yeah, Gordy was very special. Jim Ross was very special. Uh, that's a tough one. I've got to give it up to Vince in many ways. Uh, yeah. The way that he would announce you during your, your WWF run, it's, he made you sound like a, a calculated killer out there. Yeah. So it's something to be said for his way. I know he gets a lot of flack online about uh, some of his Vince-isms. Uh, Gene Sky asks, I loved hearing Jake's reaction to the Shockmaster. Can you show him RoboCop in WCW? Yes, I can. Let's play the, the clip from Capital. Oh, Combat. my God. Please. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> for RoboCop as he makes his way to the ring. He'll be coming into our camera view here. Now the, wait a minute, the horsemen are already up. They just threw Sting in the cage. They just threw Sting in the cage that Cornette was in. Sting has been caged by the horsemen, but here comes Robocop, Bob. Sid Vicious, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, they all attacked him, threw him into the cage. Once again, but look at RoboCop now as he's approaching. He is not they're, back, they're backing away from him. He's not intimidated, Bob. RoboCop going right to the cage. This deal. You're going to be a bucket of balls when we get down with you. Oh, gosh almighty. He's pulling that door right off the hinges. Uh, Woohoo! What strength uh, by RoboCop. Uh, and then you want a piece of him, Horseman. <laughs> look at Ole and Hart and Big Sid back up. And the expression on their faces, they say, what the heck have we got here? They say there'll be another day when, when Anderson, when Ole Anderson saw Robocop pull that, that steel door right off the cage, they said, we better wait for another day. Well, there was Jake, Robocop in WCW. What'd you think? Wow. <laughs> uh, All I can think of is, is, is one of those damn... Oh, the wife's got one of those sweepers that go, they go around your house. Oh, a Roomba. A Roomba, yeah. She's got one of those that drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> it's always getting hung up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those things are the worst. I owned one yeah. for a while, and, yep, you'd, you'd hear it, like, churning over and over again. Yeah. Like, what the fuck with this thing? I can just yeah. get it done faster myself. Oh, um, shit. So, Jake, what do you think of like the uh, you know '60s Batman and Robin style cage that Sting was in? It pulls it right off the hinges. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, and you know, also, Jake, we know famously you would not go down for the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. We talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, would you have sold for RoboCop the way that Arn Ole and Yeah. Did <laughs> Fuck yeah! I sold for Ali. <laughs> See, seeing those guys back off. 
from RoboCop and going, yeah. oh, don't want a piece of this guy. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, wow. that's, that's going to go on their highlight reel. <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you think? Should we do a full episode of WrestleCrap and reactions from you at some point? Oh, I think that'd be great. I think we're going to have to do it. There's certainly plenty out there, and a lot of it involves Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Como is up next. Why didn't you ever get a chance to do color commentary in the early 90s? It seemed like a lot of guys had a crack at it between Savage, Piper, Perfect, but not you. I guess they didn't want me out there doing it, bro. That's that's yeah. really the only answer, Craig, right? Yeah. Anything to keep a brother down. <laughs> <laughs> now i know that uh right at the tail end of your run in wcw there's some footage out there of you doing color commentary with jim ross yeah yeah and uh you you do a hell of a job it seems like it's working um i mean at that time if they had come to you and said hey jake you know what if you transition out of wrestling become become a commentator do you think you would have stuck around oh yeah probably I, there's there's a place for it, and I think there's still a place for you in color commentary, man. Let's go. KCW is up next. Uh, reaction to the recent WWE talent releases. Jake, did you see much about the talent releases? No, who, who got let go? So Dolph Ziggler got let go. Uh, Matt Riddle. It's, uh, man, a whole host of people. Uh, Rick Boogs. So yeah, it's. I mean, it was a it was a ton of releases. Probably the most notable is uh, Dolph Ziggler. He spent nearly twenty years there with the company. Really talented young man, and now he's gone. Um, yeah. So what do you what do you think of seeing a guy like Dolph Ziggler go? Brother, it happens, man. Mm-hmm. It's an evil fucking business, you know. But hey, look at it this way: it might be your biggest break. You never know. I mean, uh, you take a look at a guy like Matt Cardona, who wrestled there as Zack Ryder. Um, yeah. He had plateaued as Zack Ryder, uh, but now he's on the indies as Matt Cardona, and he's making a ton of money, making a huge name for himself. So it's if you're willing to put in the work, you can make it work. Fucking right. Uh, Jake, do you have any advice for young talents that are, uh, you know, we're basically at the pinnacle in WWE there, and now all of a sudden it's okay. I guess we're starting over. Guys, starting over, man. You know, I guess it was a lot easier for me because back in my day, we started over every time you moved from territory to territory. So you got you had to learn how to to fit in. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still a place for you guys in wrestling, just not with WWE. Look around you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Go get it. There you go, guys. That is some good advice from Jake, and uh, we'll put that one out on social so that these uh, folks can see it and, you know, maybe start feeling a little bit inspired because I think, you yeah, know, a lot of, it's got to be a, a downer. You know, you work really hard. WWE is kind of the goal, especially for guys who are kids, uh, you know, in like the 2000s or whatever. WWE is it. It's the pinnacle. It's where I'm trying to get. You finally get there, and then you're just gone. It's got to be yeah. Uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, it is, man. Uh, Michael asks, who does Jake think is the greatest tag team of all time? And boy, that's a, a that's kind of a tough one. Well, if you go by money, you'd have to say the Road Warriors. Gotta be. You know. But if if I went if I went any other way, it'd be the Rock and Roll Express. 
those two are hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, when it yeah. comes to when it comes to money, it's uh, I don't think anybody got close to the Road Warriors. Holy yeah. smokes, they were killing it back in the day. And I mean, you know, you look at the Rock and Roll Express; they still kind of work every once in a while now. Yeah, <laughs> they're still killing it. And Ricky uh, can still do that, like Moon Salt or not Moon Salt, the uh, the Frankensteiner. Just like, oh, what, an, what an incredible athlete! Still, uh, well. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our new sponsor, Fume, and their incredible product. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or replacing one bad habit with another. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I got my fume in the mail, and I was blown away by the amazing flavor. With options like crisp mint, orange vanilla, maple pepper, and more, there's truly something for everyone and every preference. Also, I am definitely a fidgeter, and fume scratches that itch as well. It's perfectly balanced, feels great in my hand, and acts as a great stress reliever. Also, it just looks cool. The design includes real wood, a sleek look, and a great shape. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code SNAKE to save 10% off when you get the journey pack. That's tryfum.com and use code SNAKE to save an additional 10% off your order today. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. Roadshow asks, uh, if you never chose the DDT for your finisher, what might you have used? What are some other finishers you see being used that you really enjoy? Well, if I couldn't, if I couldn't use the DDT, I'd have probably just went with a short arm clothesline. Okay. You know, other than that, I don't have anything, man. Were you I mean, using? Uh, the knee lift for a while? Knee lift. I could use the knee lift good. Mm-hmm. 
that might that might have been something I was stuck with. Are there uh, are there finishers from anybody else that you would see over the years and say like that's a hell of a finish? Oh God, yeah, I can't think any of them off the top of my head, but you know, tons of finishes that blow my mind. Uh, maybe the you know one one that I know a lot of folks say is kind of the DDT of the '90s was uh, Diamond Dallas Page's Diamond Cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. I mean, Scott Hall putting a guy up in the in the razor's edge was always like, wow, what a spectacle. Yeah, God, not I, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, not you putting a guy up, or not you taking the razor's Either edge. <laughs> After you injured your neck, did you yeah. tell people backstage, like, I'm not taking these particular Yeah, bumps? yeah. Which bumps were off? Clearly the pile driver, well, right? Yeah, no no pile drivers. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, no. Any other uh, bumps no. that you said, nope, not doing it? Back suplex. Okay. Uh, I hated that fucking thing. Like, even before you got injured, you hated it? Yeah. Then after just, I got injured, it's it's a no. It's just it's impossible. Just what too dangerous even before your injury. I just couldn't take it right. Ah, okay. For some reason, I was whiplashing myself. Oh shit. Okay. When well, yeah. Head, when the head got crammed down, I was coming out or some weird fucking deal. Oh. Fuck that. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, there's a million things we can do out there. Would you have taken a power bomb? Oh yeah, because that one seems like there's a lot of potential to really snap your yeah, neck back whenever you it's land. It's a bad right? one too. Yeah, but I, I, I'm sure I have taken them. What the fuck? I mean, I've taken the superplex off the top. Have you really? Oh yeah. When was that? In the seventies. Oh, good Lord. How was that landing? Yeah, <sighs> <sighs> gotta be brutal. Yeah, they, they shot a big angle with me wrestling this guy, and his finishing maneuver was the superplex. Oh. And so to, to get heat on me, he jumps me in a match and gives me the superplex. Mm hmm. And. Then I sit there for about a minute and I start trying to to move around and he snatches me up and gives me another one. <laughs> I was taking two a night for about a week. Holy shit, oh, man. Oh, fuck, man. I mean, so when you're down after your first ever superplex in yeah. the ring, you're, you're laying in the ring, are you like, yeah. okay, I survived it, I feel good, and then this dude fucking comes for you again? Yeah, it comes for me again. It's like, oh, fuck no, man. Oh, no. God. I did not want that second one. Uh, when you're being told backstage or, or wherever when you're laying this out, like, hey, Jake, you have to take the superplex. I mean, you're still a young man at this time. You said it was the 70s. Uh, are you in a position yet where you can be like, "Hey, I don't, I don't think I want to take oh, that, yeah. Back, brother." Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you Definitely. said, "Fuck it, okay." No, I just went with it. Wow. All right. Uh, did you ever take a superplex or anything off the top rope in WWE? <sighs> I don't think so. That's that's why I was so surprised when you said you took so. a superplex. I I've yeah. seen a lot of your film. I've never seen you do anything off the yeah, top rope. Yeah, superplex, man. Whew, brutal. Um, Scott, next, Scott Irwin. 
Scott Irwin. Yeah, Scott Irwin. Scott Irwin. It was his finish, the Superflex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did he wind up doing something with WWE? That name is really familiar. Uh, his brother did, Bill Irwin. There it is. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, Bill Irwin, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Kelly O'Flynn Craig, who asks, when did you get your tattoo, and do you have any more? <laughs> I have two tattoos. This one on my hand, which there it is, you can yep. see is uh, rubbed off. It was a great idea that just didn't work. I had to put it on twice, but it keeps rubbing off. Because of because uh, of jerking off, I assume. Exactly. <laughs> that was the second part of it. <laughs> but it has reappeared somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I stepped on your joke. <laughs> Just fuck up everything, man. Fuck. I thought well, I thought the second tattoo was gonna be a tramp stamp. No, the second one is is a my pelvic area and it's my wife's name. Oh, okay. Yeah. When did when did you get that? A long time ago. Long time ago. Like pre WWE? No, WWE. Oh, okay. Wow. How about that? So yeah. All these years, fans have seen you without your shirt off, and you've been that guy that didn't have tattoos, and all, all right. of them you had one. Yeah. How about that? Uh, all right. Next up, we have got Blue Guru, who asks, what's the worst you've ever injured someone in the ring? Anything stand out? The steamboat. Okay. Yeah. Now. For we, sure. Everybody knows that story, and we actually did an episode on it. Um, yeah. So please go back and listen to that one. But uh, can you think of anybody else that you uh, that you hurt while you were working? Really messed them? up, Sid Vicious. You hurt Sid? Yeah, he blew his bicep with me. No shit. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Was that during yeah. uh, when you were El Diablo? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a pretty fun angle. Yeah. Um, so do you recall how, how Sid fucked up his, did, was it something that you did? I don't know. Oh, okay. I well, don't know. <laughs> it pretty much spelled the end of his first run there. Yeah, in, it uh, did. Man. Yeah. Well, he would, he would bounce back and eventually become the champion. You'd, you'd, uh, see him down the road yeah. and, uh, guys, we'll see you down the road on the next episode of the snake pit. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. And next week. We're looking back to October 1984 to drop in on your partnership with Gino Hernandez and WCCW and a rivalry with, you guessed it, folks, the Von Ericks. It's uh, It'll be our first look back at that part of your career. And I'm excited to check it out, Jake. It'll be fun. You know, it was some rough times, but we severed. Can you give us a little preview? Like, what was rough about your time in WCCW? Oh, a lack of money. <laughs> that's the roughest of times yeah yeah man <laughs> fuck are you kidding uh do you have any uh gino hernandez uh party stories we're gonna be able to share i'll, I'll just tell you that <clears throat> yeah gino and i partied one time together we'll save uh, the story we'll save the story for next week <laughs> all right bro Folks, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to advertise with Snake.com yet? Jake is a legitimate household name. He's still over like Rover, and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience that you're targeting. 
If you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We routinely advertise for the same businesses because they know that what we do works. Head to advertisewithsnake.com and team up with the Hall of Famer himself, Jake Roberts. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is your destination for rare signed collectibles straight from Jake himself. Autograph figures, shirts, 8x10s, and much more. You guys have got to check out the custom sculptures of Jake by Sin Bodhi. They are available now, and they're all signed by the Hall of Famer himself. Go right now to jakethesnakeshop.com and add a new centerpiece to your wrestling collection. Get over to cameo.com slash jakesnake for a personal message from the Hall of Famer himself. Here's a recent review from Eric. I could not have asked for a better cameo. Jake was awesome, and it was super funny and entertaining. Love you, Jake. If you're a lifelong fan, you've got to get a cameo from Jake. Again, it's cameo.com slash jakesnake. Go and order yours right now. Fall has brought that cold weather, but you can greet it in style with the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got awesome hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts, and hats that'll keep you looking fashionable this fall. And if you're a fan of the 80s and 90s wrestling, you're going to love the style over there. Again, that's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod for short clips from our show, highlights, and some exclusive content. We also recently did a giveaway for subscribers there, and we'll continue to do those occasionally, so don't miss out. Like, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell there right now. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms. That helps Jake and I out a whole bunch. And just a reminder, guys, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com. So plans start at just $9 a month, but the higher tier you go, the more stuff you get access to. I mentioned it earlier here on the show. I myself am doing a podcast there every other week with none other than Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. One week we do a uh, focus topic, just like we I do with Jake, where we talk about you know some specific part of his career. And then other weeks, Jim and I do a mailbag series, which is essentially an Ask Jim Anything, where he allows members at adfreeshows.com to ask him questions. He answers them, and we have a ton of fun. Uh, plus, you know, there's bonus content from every podcast over there. You get interactive chats with some of your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities. And there's so much more over there. There's thousands of hours of content. If you haven't been over to adfreeshows.com to check it out, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're a wrestling fan. Just get over there right now, adfreeshows.com. Get signed up today. Catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P D'Angelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Guys, this episode was an absolute blast today. I love doing Ask Jake anything. I know he does too. And we'll see you guys next week right here on the Snake Pit. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners, all of a sudden your house is worth more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave. But you've got this newfound equity. And I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted with no money out of pocket and your payments went down, how easy is that? 
Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!